It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. The weather may be turning a little bit cold outside, but the Tigers are heating up. Coming off a win against Missouri this past weekend, a good road victory in a cold weather climate. Peter and I are here to discuss it this week. We're going to turn the tables and kind of turn the podcast upside down, and we're actually going to hop right into the game. So, Peter, kick us off with this Missouri game. Tell us how we how we snatched victory. We did snatch victory this week, uh, Drew. Auburn traveled up to Missouri on Sunday. In the 70th minute, Haley Whitaker takes a through ball at midfield and races four defenders downfield. Whitaker finds the seam, fires between four defenders, and find, finds the corner, 1-0 Auburn. Taylor Trotman and Gianna Montini had assist on that goal. And that would be the first, last, and only goal of the match. Auburn would win 1-0 in final time. Auburn had 13 shots, 4 on goal. Mizzou Drew also had 13 shots, 4 on goal. I thought that was pretty interesting. Both teams had 16 fouls in the match, so this was a pretty chippy match. Sarah LeBeau had four saves in the match and capped her 28th career shutout. Uh, Auburn ended the weekend 11-3-1, since we only have one match, 3-3-1 in the SEC, and one step closer to Orange Beach for the SEC tournament. So uh, one thing I noticed about this match, Drew, was there was very little midfield play in this match. The ball just kept bouncing from uh, one box to the other. It was a very defensive battle. Uh, not a lot of midfield play, not a lot of holding it up. Both Mizzou and Auburn tried to find a quick counterattack style of play. Ultimately, we saw that pay off for Heli Whitaker when she got that ball raced downfield, beat four defenders, and scored for Auburn. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, she actually surprised herself, and it, the Missouri defense had fallen asleep, but it, it just looked like the the ball got played up to her almost just clearing the ball out and she picked it up and with that blazing speed was able to blow by people but it just it was just kind of a it wasn't a fluid play i would say it it was kind of a oh look what i found moment but she did really well with what she found she she played the ball uh past three or four defenders and managed to pull a shot from top of the box and it was a beauty right past the Missouri goalkeeper i thought it was wonderful but I agree. We we did lack some midfield play, did lack the connection between defense to midfield to forwards. But I, I, I'm going to give them a little slack because they looked cold out there on Sunday. We're used to those blazing hot 2 p.m. Uh, Auburn afternoon games, but the this was a cold game up there in Columbia, Missouri. This is going off the top of my head, and that's kind of a dangerous place to uh, to go. But I believe the announcer said before the game had ended – that Auburn had never won in in uh, Columbia, Missouri. That this was their first win there. So uh, if that's true, I think it is. We're gonna say it is. Uh, that's really awesome to get our first win there. I, I mean, it's probably probably is true. Missouri hasn't been in the SEC all that long, really, and we don't cross over and play them quite often. So it, I, I think that may be an accurate statement. I know we have beaten them, 
or no, we, we may have tied them a few years ago, but I don't, I don't know if we've won actually in Columbia so far. Yeah, I think we've either uh, lost or, or drew, but uh, we never straight up won. So I think this is our first straight up win uh, at Missouri. Uh, what worried me defensively is we were look, we were doing an awesome job blocking the ball. We had a really good job getting in front of shots, blocking shots, uh, ricocheting shots off our players, and especially credit to Emmy Craven this week who had some fantastic defensive play and only her third game in uh, in the Auburn jersey. But even though we blocked shots really well as a defense we weren't really clearing the ball well and that really just allowed the Missouri offense to kind of just reload and, and take more shots at us what did you see Drew yeah we, we I agree we we blocked the ball really well we did a good job cutting off passing lanes and in the final third we did a good job stepping to the player with the ball especially you mentioned Emmy Craven she was wonderful stepping in front of balls reading what the other player was doing and Melanson who is one of your all-time favorites so far even after not being in Auburn jersey very long she did a wonderful job um, running up and down that left side and cutting out some balls but that was a thing that we were hurting on is we defend well and we would turn the ball over but then we would only clear it to the first Missouri player we could find and it just seemed like they were always reloading and coming right back at us so really, I think that's just a, a matter of putting putting the foot behind the ball and just kicking it downfield or having a better outlet pass to the wing or something like that. Emmy Craven, like like we mentioned, that's the only critical thing. She she did at times linger on the ball and didn't clear it out as quick enough as quick, but like you mentioned, she's just in her third game and just being tossed into the starting lineup. She's got a, a few growing pains that still need to happen. Uh, especially coming on later this year, not getting the chance to participate in preseason as much and getting some playing time early in the season. So uh, where she's at, she's doing a wonderful job. I, I think that's definitely going to be something when they go back and watch the film that they just say, hey, just get, just put a boot behind it and kick it as far as you can. Don't linger on the ball next time. Yeah, that's definitely what I want to see. I mean, they don't even have to. Uh, it would be nice that they found someone downfield to get it to, but just get it out of that box and, and clear the threat and uh, just go on with the game. Uh, I know we kind of flew by this game a little bit, but this really was a must-win game for Auburn. Auburn right now is sitting sixth in the SEC standings, or tied for sixth in the SEC standings. Uh, we advanced up a little bit. Uh, top ten make it to Orange Beach, and we are two points ahead of Florida right now. So uh, this was a really big must-win match for Auburn, considering also that we're playing about to play Arkansas and Vanderbilt. And we'll preview that in just a little bit. But those are going to be hard matches for Auburn. So getting a win over Missouri, a team you should get a win over, is huge, especially on the road. Yeah, for sure. That Getting three points on the road, especially in a different climate than we're used to, there was a lot of a lot of things that, that were going against Auburn in this game, and I thought they did a good job, like we mentioned at the beginning of the season, going on these business trips and getting business taken care of. So it was a huge win. It was a good it was good to see Auburn really just take care of what needed to be done. Uh, there was quite a few balls in that first half that were very good shots, and Auburn could have easily won this game by more than one to zero. But all in all, wins a win. Well, if you notice, we didn't do our news and notes to start off the show. Uh, that's because we wanted to kind of talk about it here at the end because we really wanted to kind of talk about one important thing that happened this week, and that was the win over Mizzou with Coach Hoppus. 300th career win as a head coach. Uh, overall, she is 300 to 194 to 47. Uh, 
And at Auburn, because she was at UCF before, at Auburn, she was 236, 150, 38. So uh, she is 28th. She is the 28th head coach in NCAA to reach the 300 mark. And she is only the eighth active female head coach to reach the 300 mark, Drew. Yeah. This is our homage to Hoppe episode. This is something that we uh, were excited to see whenever it happened against Missouri. It was a wonderful moment because really Coach Hoppe is the Auburn Tigers soccer program. She is Auburn through and through. She came after the program was still almost in its infancy, and she's been there ever since. Um, So it was wonderful to see her get that 300th win. In an Auburn shirt, it was wonderful to just how successful she's been and how much she's meant and built this program up. Uh, It it is wonderful to see her reach that mark. And I know both you and I and everyone else at the E2C Network are super excited about this. And I I was talking on Twitter that this is going to be the GOAT episode because for Auburn, she is the greatest of all time in our minds as a coach and as a leader of that program. And so... We're going to talk some more about Coach Hoppe. So what else you got, Peter? Yeah, we're going to gush on her a little bit today. And, and really, it's it's long overdue, but 300 is a great time to do it. I just kind of want to look at a few stats of while she's been a coach at Auburn. We know that you know 300 was also at UCF as well. But uh, while she's been at Auburn, uh, while leading the program, she has taken the Auburn Tigers to 15 NCAA tournament appearances. She's also taken the Tigers to 17 consecutive SEC tournament appearances and she has or she has the second longest active streak right now, Drew. Uh, she also has several program firsts. And this is just while we've been doing this show, Drew. Just while we've been doing Stop This Time in the last three years. Three program firsts. First Elite Eight appearance in 2016. Program's first 17-win record in 2016. And first nine-win season start this year. So uh, that's just really incredible stats. And uh, when you look at all the coaches on staff, you really got to put Coach Hoppe as like one as one of the most successful coaches on staff. Uh, for, first of all, she's had decades to do it, uh, but also just her her resume here is just tremendous. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. And let's take into account Coach Hoppe started here at Auburn in 1999, so she she'll be going on her 20th year this coming uh, this next season. And at the time that she took over the program, the program was only six years old. I think we need to realize that. So that's why I'm mentioning Coach Hoppe is Auburn soccer, and she is the face and what it means to be part of this Auburn soccer program. And she's really put her stamp on it. She's done wonderful. And just ever since, like you mentioned, you and I started doing stoppage time, we've got to see some wonderful highlight moments of her career that, I think a lot of people maybe haven't even known that she was this wonderful uh, that we've been able to take part of over the past couple of years. Yeah. And she's just a great coach. Uh, the girls love her. Uh, and so it's just been really, really fun this last three years just to see these programs first, but just great having her as a coach. And I think it's really a testament also, you know, we, we talk about football and uh, really just some instability at, fo- at football coach we've had in the last few years. I mean, you have an off year and everybody's ready to get rid of you. But Coach Hoppe has – she's been really successful at Auburn, and that's part of the reason why she's still here. But because she's been here for so long, she's been able to establish something and keep it going. And that's why we see her having so much success now is because she's been here for so long. She's been able to establish and, and have um, – to continue what she started uh, so long ago. Yeah, and so 
we're going to do something a little bit different on stoppage time. We're going to let Peter go off the top of his head, which is something that we, we is a little bit dangerous every once in a while. But we're going to play some did you know slash do you know this about Coach Hoppe? Uh, and so I'm going to kick it off and, and ask you a question, Peter. Did you right, know? Uh, actually, I'm going to ask you a question first. What position did Coach Hoppe play at the University of Central Florida? I do know this. She was a goalkeeper, and that's probably why Sarah LeBeau is such an awesome goalkeeper today. Yeah, Sarah LeBeau is awesome. Coach Hoppe has done a good job um, leading in that regard. And uh, just something I think you and I always mention, maybe in times where the team kind of had some head-scratching games or just not playing up to the par that we would think they should, uh, I think a common sentiment you and I both share is Coach Hoppe is going to get it fixed. I don't think you and I have ever had to worry that Coach Hoppe is not going to fix whatever's going on. And we're even seeing that this year. We had that skid middle of the season, but it seems like the ship has been corrected. Um, another did you know? Did you know Coach Hoppe has coached 61 all-SEC selections, including three players of the year in the SEC? I didn't. Do you know who the three players of the year are? I'm not that good, Peter. <laughs> uh but, I mean, that just speaks to the talent that she's been able to recruit, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And she is a great recruiter. Uh, we see that and just the last three seasons, the way she's been able to reload on key positions and just have that success continue. Uh, not only is she a fantastic coach, she's a fantastic recruiter. And I think we have to mention, it's not just like she recruits good players. She recruits good Auburn people, She good Auburn women to come in there. I, I, I've just been so impressed, especially just watching some of the, the congratulations roll into her, just looking at old players and just how they love Auburn so dearly. And just the teams we've been able to cover so far that love Auburn so much. And then the families of those people who just embrace Auburn. Uh, I know the parents love her as a coach and we've been able to interact with one of those being Alcatero who had his daughter, Ashley there on the team for some years. And, that no one can speak highly enough of Coach Hoppe. Not only is she a good recruiter, Drew, but she's also able to develop players, and that's really important also. Yeah, for sure. And uh, let me get to my next, did you know? I lost it. Oh, my goodness. This is horrible podcasting. But did you did you know that Coach Hoppe in 1997 returned to the field as a player to play for the Tampa Bay Extreme? The only reason I knew that is because you've already mentioned it to me. But no, I did not know that. I thought since she uh, once she started coaching, she had stayed in coaching. That's really cool that she uh, got to return to her professional career. Yeah, that is. Now, do you know what Coach Hoppe graduated with? What degree she graduated with from the from UCF? Mm, I don't know that. Oh, Peter, you got to get deep into your knowledge of Coach Hoppe. She graduated with a psychology degree, which probably makes sense with how tactical – tactically efficient she is uh i i think it's I, I think that makes sense that that's her degree don't you think actually it makes me feel better as her as a coach you know she can get in the heads of the uh, opposing coaches and uh, i kind of think what they're thinking and and she's made really good adjustments you've mentioned that already so maybe that's part of it just being able to get in other people's heads and make those adjustments one more did or did you know this about coach Hobbit? did you know in her senior season at UCF, she won Adidas Goalkeeper of the Year and the NCAA Goalkeeper of the Year. I did know she got Goalkeeper of the Year. I did know that. 
Well, that government, Peter, you, you really <laughs> just stuck a pin in this. You got, I got any... one for you. I got okay. one for you. Did you know that she coached as a goalkeeper coordinator for the U.S. under-19 national team? I did not know that until you told me today. Thank you for <laughs> enlightening me about Coach Hoppe a little bit, Peter. We've, we've got to stop talking before these podcasts. That's true. That It'd be a little more spontaneous, but it'd be a lot less organized, and it would definitely fall apart a lot quicker. But just in the time we've been able to cover Coach Hoppe, we've had some wonderful seasons. Uh, it's just been fun to watch some of these players develop. I know specifically this season, some of the players we've gotten to see since you and I have been covering have been Gianna Montini, Sarah LeBeau, Taylor Troutman, and then uh, Bree Folds. We've gotten to see them really grow over these past three years under Coach Hoppe. And I think we've been able to see them take large steps in their playing, but also large steps in how they lead this team and how Coach Hoppe is not developing them just as players on the field, but people who are going to be successful people in life. Don't you think? I do. And that really just kind of takes me to my last point. One thing I want to say about Coach Hoppe, Taylor Troutman this week, she tweeted this out after the uh, 300th win. And she said, what an awesome role model for players who want to become powerful women. Congrats, Coach Hoppe, and thank you. And I really just thought that really, it touched my heart, I thought, because uh, we think about this as a, as a, a kind of an individual effort. And of course, she did it with her team, so, you know, 300 wins as a coach. But it wasn't just that. She was really impacting these ladies over all these years, over almost 20 years at Auburn, uh, the ladies at UCF before that, the, the ladies on the use, on the under-19 team. Uh, she's done a really good job impacting these ladies, but also standing there as a role model for them, not just as uh, a coach and someone that teaches them soccer, but someone that kind of teaches them some you know, teach them life values, uh, how to be a powerful woman, just like uh, Taylor Troutman said. So that's so much bigger than her record of 300 wins is she's been able to influence these players over all these years. And I actually saw uh, Ashley Cotero tweet out to Coach Hoppe and congratulate her as well, or actually uh, Ashley Wallace now. She married Jonathan Wallace. But she tweeted out to Coach Hoppe, and Coach Hoppe tweeted back, no, she couldn't do it without her. But you see these players from the past congratulating Coach Hoppe and that they still have this special place for her in their hearts. And I think that's really important, and I think that's what really stands out about these 300 wins. Yeah, as as many of the other wonderful stats as we have, like you mentioned, 300 wins, an SEC title, seven SEC West titles and an SEC tournament title, along with all these NCAA tournament appearances. I, I think the bigger thing is not how great she is as a coach, but how great she is as a, as a human that has led that program for so many years. Um, she's empowered many women, and we've been able to see just how they have given that love back to her and have trusted her and have gone on to be successful in what they're doing. Uh, I remember – our, our first year covering this, the USC coach was someone from Coach Hoppe's coaching tree, and just seeing that sort of success coming out of her coaching tree, and just people coming back to Auburn to be a part of what she's doing, it, it's just been wonderful to watch, and just how people are keeping up with that Auburn soccer program even after they leave it. Hopefully, we have a lot more years with uh, Coach Hoppe. I know she's got several more years on, on their current contract. And I think she's happy at Auburn. I don't really think she wants to go anywhere else. She's got a great career here, and uh, I think she's going to keep on keeping on. I think that's going to be great for Auburn. Yeah, I hope so. I I I would wholeheartedly love that uh, to see Coach Hoppe there for years and 
retire an Auburn Tiger, that would be wonderful. I mean, we're talking about someone who went from their alma mater to come to this Auburn soccer program that had only been going for a few years, and she has turned it into a to a powerhouse. And we've been able to witness that over the past couple of years. And I, I just think there's a there's even further this team can go under Coach Hoppe, and just excited to see what comes from that. Well, it's kind of a big turn, but we actually have more games this week. She didn't. She's not going to stop at 300. She's going to have a chance at 301 and 302. Yeah, we're we're shooting for 302 this week, and so we actually have some very difficult games this week, and it's going to be fun to watch um, the Doctor Coach Hoppe work through this schedule. We actually traveled this Thursday, 6:30 to. Actually, we don't travel. Sorry, we are back home against Vanderbilt this Thursday. We'll travel to Fayetteville, but we'll be at the Auburn Soccer Complex on Thursday, 6:30 p.m. against the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are currently ranked 10th, if I'm not mistaken, in the polls. Yes, they're ranked 10th, and this is a difficult game. Vanderbilt's actually come out guns a-blazing after kind of being a team that no one cared about, really, for a while. Uh, but they're 13-1-1 on the year. Their only loss so far is to a ranked Florida State team, and they're coming off a tie recently to number 9 South Carolina. So this is a phenomenal team. This is a team that outscores opponents a lot they don't get scored on a lot and I think this is going to be a very difficult game but I'm very thankful we have it at home what do you think about facing Vanderbilt Peter where did Vanderbilt come from I mean out of nowhere number one team in the SEC with a near perfect record that was not what I I know Vanderbilt's a good team every season that was not what I expected I didn't really expect to uh, really have to worry this much and sweat this much over Vanderbilt. I think the the key here, though, is we're going to have them at home. And uh, I don't know, we didn't mention it, but uh, this game is going to be Hoppapalooza. So come out. I know it's going to be on Thursday. Come out and celebrate Coach Hoppa's 300th win for Coach Hoppa because she deserves to, that celebration, but also for this team because we need everybody there just like the Mississippi State game we have over 1500 people there at the Mississippi State game making noise we need fans in the stands against this Vanderbilt team because I said the Mississippi State game at the time was the biggest game of the season for Auburn now it's going to be the biggest game of the season for Auburn uh, we really need the fans to come out and be loud yeah we really got a key in specifically the player to watch for Vanderbilt is Haley Hopkins she's leading the team in goals and tied for the lead in assists so far uh, she is just a, a striker that's quick, gets behind the line, and does a lot of the work for this Vanderbilt team. But they they have a very balanced team. So I think this is going to be a difficult game there for Auburn. And definitely want to see the Auburn Soccer Complex packed. That, w- that will definitely help going forward to, to know that that team is has a good cheering section and using that home field advantage against a very talented and very tough Vanderbilt team. So the other game we have this week as well is we will travel to Fayetteville on Sunday to face Arkansas at 1 p.m. Arkansas is also having a really good season. Like Peter and I mentioned, these are going to be two very difficult games. Arkansas is 10-3-2 on the year. Really, they had a head-scratching loss against McNeese State there down at McNeese State, they have lost to Georgia three to one as well, and then they recently came off a loss to Ole Miss. Which, good gracious, I think everyone loses to Ole Miss about now. I don't know where that team has come from. CC Kaiser just puts the ball where she feels like, 
but they've they've got some good wins. They're coming off a win against LSU, a team that Auburn couldn't get past. They beat Texas A and M. So this is a team that can perform, but also they they don't shut the the opponent's team out a lot. So they are susceptible to goals. I think this could be a game that Auburn can take care of business pretty well at Razorback Field there in Fayetteville. But it's going to be a tough game nonetheless, don't you think, Peter? Definitely, especially on the road in Fayetteville. Uh, Arkansas is kind of a soccer state. You wouldn't think so, but a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of soccer in Arkansas. and So I, I think they'll have the fan support as well. So I think that's going to be huge. And we don't have C.C. Kaiser like Ole Miss does, but we have Haley Whitaker and Bree Folds and Trevor Acock and Angeline Daly. And they're going to have to get goals. We're going to need goals in this, in this match. Yeah, I, I think this is probably actually going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I'm hoping our defense can shut them down and make sure that it isn't a high-scoring affair on their end. But maybe Auburn goes back to thrashing a team or two. It'd be nice to to start doing that again, especially going into SEC play. Just really start clicking on all cylinders again. But those are our two games this week. So just a reminder, the first game, Vanderbilt, is this Thursday, 6.30 at the Auburn Soccer Complex. Go out there to Hoppapalooza. It'll be a wonderful time. Bring a drum, bring something loud, whatever you want. Like that's a, that's half the fun of being a soccer fan is you get to be loud and proud in the stands and no one can care less. And then uh, Arkansas, that one will probably be on the SEC Network Plus, uh, if I don't miss my guess. Both of these games will probably be viewed on there, but that will be Sunday at 1 p.m. in Fayetteville. Very tough games encourage you to tune in that sec schedule is winding down and we only have one more game after this week which is a game against alabama that we'll preview next week so go support this team if you're there in auburn watch them if you have the ability to and definitely tune in to stoppage time we we love to bring you the update on this auburn soccer team so peter where can they find you out you can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook. I'm on the Auburn E2C Network discussions page. And just hit me up there and uh, let me know what you want to talk about. Yeah. And as far for me, you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P-0-2. And I am also poking around the E2C chats. You can always tune in Monday for our e2c live we have a good time in there normally making some jokes and talking about some auburn sports and auburn things going on uh it's just a fun time so definitely go check those out on facebook and follow the page on follow the account on twitter but until next time war eagle war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?